Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Fire and Soul. I am super excited to share this episode with you today. This is a special glimpse behind the scenes into the Mastery Momentum Mastermind that I've been running for almost two years now. And we bring in special guests. And I had the opportunity to bring in Joseph McClendon III. Many of you are familiar with him. And for those of you who aren't, Joseph McClendon is a renowned motivational speaker and just badass business coach at the most exceptional level. He also happens to have a PhD in neuropsychology, and he's been working alongside his business partner, friend, and mentor, Tony Robbins, for decades, sharing his stage at UPW and various other programs around the world. And he has helped to transform millions of lives. For me personally, there have been multiple Unleashed to Power Withins, also known as UPWs, in the past where it was Joseph on the stage, guiding us through the workbook or through certain insights sites and offering up tools and strategies where I was able to get ahas that took my life and business to the next level exponentially. In fact, and this is a true story, back in March of 2018, it was Joseph McClendon on the stage at UPW. It was day two, and he was guiding us through this process called Close the Gap. And it was the way in which he delivered, because I had been to a UPW and I didn't experience that same process and that same insight before. But again, we get things as we're ready, but it was a way in which I was able to hear him just lobbying for us to get this, that this could be the very entry point to all that we truly want. And I got so creative. I took everything that he said to heart and I took it on wholeheartedly. And it was at the end of that program, as now the famous story goes within my small little circle and community, it was at the airport in San Jose from that UPW where I launched my very first monetized mastermind with no website, no invoice, no way to pay other than PayPal. And I launched it before I hopped on my hour-long flight back to Los Angeles. And I said that I wanted to take 24 people. And in that one hour's time, it had sold out. <laughs> so I was on to something. And then that turned into a near half a million dollar business with me just creating impact. And I'm really, really grateful to Joseph McClendon for doing what he does so beautifully. And I love what he has taught me, which is not just to go to an event or hear someone speak or read a book or, you know, listen to a podcast. He wants to know one thing. What did you learn and how will you apply it to your life? 
He's such a phenomenal teacher. So in the Mastery Momentum Mastermind, we bring in expert guests, super high level, and Joseph joined us for the second time. So he was a guest maybe a year and a half ago, a little longer, and he was obviously a favorite. I mean, people just love him, go bananas for him. So this time around, we've developed a little bit of a friendship. And, you know, there's more sort of, I would just say familiarity between the two of us. I mean, we're not close friends, but there was an ease and grace in which even just the call opened and it was so fun and such an honor to get to share him with my mastermind. And of course they loved him. And so we, you know, are in coronavirus times. And while the mastermind is supposed to be working on their three top outcomes, right? In abundance, health, and relationships, obviously things have shifted. Priorities have changed since these times have hit us. I think we're day 12 as I record this in real time on March 26th and day 12 of self-isolation and quarantining, right? And so he was a guest just a week and a half ago and we talked about how do we continue to master momentum in these times? And I don't just mean momentum of actual action, of going towards your outcomes and goals, but mental resilience, mental optimism, mental stability, right and calm and courage and all the things that will get us through from the inside out. So that's why this is truly about mastery momentum. But I don't typically share conversations. In fact, I'm not sure I ever have on my podcast, something that happens there in the mastermind. But this was such a special, timely conversation that I just felt like you guys would want to hear it too. So this is special. This is behind the scenes in the Mastery Momentum. You're going to hear me call out other people's questions. You might hear other people ask questions. All of that's good. It's kind of like your fly on the wall inside Mastery Momentum. And of course, doors will be opening for our next enrollment on that coming up in just a few more weeks. So stay tuned for that because I'm sure some of you will join because many of you have reached out asking when that will be. And so without further ado, please meet my friend, mentor for sure, and just an incredible badass, Joseph McClendon III in Mastery Momentum. Joseph, how are you doing? How's your son doing? He's fabulous. His school got canceled yesterday, so he's, let's just say, enjoying his time off. It's like when I was a kid and they'd go, it was a snow day, so he's doing well. Good. And how are you managing the psyche during this time? I mean, do you get a little caught up? What are you doing right now to keep yourself like a six and up on our one to 10 scale? (laughs) Well, I'm I'm assuming that that a 10 is ecstatic and excited about everything. All good. Not really afraid. Just taking care of ourselves. Five and under is like, oh shit, are we going to die? I think I'm functioning at about an eight because I want to make sure that I'm not underplaying it as well. It's pretty radical what's going on and it is important that we take care of ourselves and all those things. So I want to be realistic. And at my old age, I have seen (laughs) dozens and dozens of these things. I'm not kidding. And and everybody that's on the phone is old enough to remember we've seen SARS, H1N1, we've seen Ebola, we've seen Zika. I mean, the list goes on and on. That's just in the last 10 years. Something really interesting. When I was in college, Michelle, I had a uh, a journalism course and my professor, she did something which was really interesting. She put, I'm going to date myself, okay? Some of you may or may not remember, they used to have something way before the internet called microfiche. 
And microfiche was because there was no such thing as digital storage of anything. They would take a picture of a document, and in this case, it was a newspaper, and they'd shrink it down really, really, really small till the whole document would fit on a really small like that, an inch. And then they would magnify it and put it up on the board. Okay. So the teacher brought in a microfiche of, I'm going to say it was the New York Times. And she said to all of us, and this was day number one, and she said to all of us, she goes, tell me what you notice about this article. I'm paraphrasing. The article said something like, there were hurricanes here, and there was disaster here. The stock market was crashing, and the war in the Middle East, and all of this stuff. And so she goes, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you notice this, when you read this? And we're all going, well, it's all negative. And then she goes, look closer. And we look. But nobody noticed. She goes, look at the date. And the date on the newspaper was like 1893 or something. Oh, my gosh. And it was the same thing. And what that taught me way back then was it's just a cycle. There's always going to be bad news. There's always going to be so on and so forth. And where you focus and where they show us to focus, what they put in front of us is going to seem like it is right now, you know, the three Ps, permanent, pervasive, and personal. And we're going to feel that it's that way in the moment. And that's what we feel right now. But this is my advice, if you will, take it with a grain of salt. And that is, remember these words, this too shall Shall pass. pass. This too shall pass. Yes, it is dangerous. Yes, protect yourself. And I'm going to give you a formula of what to do in this moment now. Don't take it with a grain of salt, but don't see it any worse than it is. A year from now, as silly as this is going to sound, it's going to be a year from now. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop, baby. No matter what, you can't stop it. It's going to be a year from now. And when we look back in a year, and this has passed, the question that you're going to ask yourself is, okay, what did I do during that time to forward myself, to better myself, to make it so that this now is better? And so... Did you panic? Did you see it worse than it was? Did you make yourself weaker because of your panic and the fear that's coursing through your body? Did you pay attention there or did you educate yourself and did you spend your time growing? Did you spend your time helping other people? Did you spend your time doing something that was going to make you feel better, not just in the moment, but later on as well? Now, you've heard the phrase, how you do anything is how you do everything. I'm sure there's some exception to that, right, in extreme cases. But What I've been noticing within myself and then with the few people that I've chosen to spend time talking about this with is that I noticed that how they do anything is how they're doing this, right? So if they're typically kind of coast in life and like life is good, life is always happening for me where focus goes, energy flows, all the things that we know and love and have learned and now we've integrated or, oh my God, panic, buy 15 years worth of toilet paper, call all your friends, spread a bunch of texts that you don't know where the fuck you got it from, sorry, right? But how you do anything is how you're doing this, right? So this is an opportunity for us, I think, to know ourselves even better and what we don't like improve. So even in addition to what you're talking about, like, hey, where did you grow like professionally and emotionally and spiritually? Where are you internally? Do you subscribe to that? And if so, great. What would you add into that? Or if not, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I subscribe to it. However, I will say that it is stress induced. In other words, how people do things normally depends on the level of stress that they're in in the moment. 
and how they allow that stress to come in. And in this case, what's commonly coming in is the media. That's just the way that it is. But I want to share with you what to do no matter where you are. That's what's really important. But I want to ask you to remind me, and everybody on the phone, to remind me about the lightsaber. That's all you got to okay. do is remind me of, okay? Because it's important. And the lightsaber is going to help you and no matter what you do, okay? When something happens, this is a universal let's just say, protocol to go through things. And the outcome is so that you have a, a stable mindset, if you will. And that means if you're a Pollyanna kind of person, everything's great, nothing's going to happen. You need to be realistic as well, because yeah, something could happen as well. Yes, yes. So I want to get everybody in just that realistic mode, which oftentimes in this type of environment, we're more like, let's just stay up here all the time. I'm wanting everybody to get in the center so that you can move up instead of moving down. Beautiful. Here's the reason I say that is because we have to take care of each other as well. And yes. not everybody has the luxury of having the mindset that we do. Not everybody's had the luxury of being to the seminars and improving ourselves and all those things like that. We got people all around us. We have elderly people. We got kids. We got people that are right outside your doorways right now that are freaking right the hell out. And yes. so how we manage ourselves and including how we manage ourselves in the midst of and in the presence of other people so that we can lead them. I'm not going to say manage them, but so that we can influence them to move in a better way. Okay. And so there's three things, and this is really, really important for anything that happens. When something happens, you got to ask three questions. The first question is, what is the truth? What is the truth? Because as soon as you ask that question, your brain's going to go, okay, wait a minute. Let me calm the hell down and let me look at what the reality is. The good and the bad, not over-grandize it and then also not make it worse than it is. Just go, what is the truth? And in this case, my truth is we have a virus that's going around. It has infected a lot of people. The truth of the matter is this is a very dangerous thing that's happening right now. And the other truth is, like I said before, this too will pass. The other truth is that you can protect yourself. The other mm. truth is that there are people that are smarter than us, certainly smarter than I, that if you subscribe to them, they'll tell you what to do. And so just getting the truth and saying this, and instead of saying things like, which you know, I've been guilty of it as well, saying things like, you know, the whole world is going crazy out there and everybody's just freaking out all over the place and it's all about the toilet paper and so on and so forth. The real truth is, is if we look at that stuff, we're gonna feel that way. And unfortunately, the media, the television, oh, don't get me started on this, okay? <laughs> it is a great tool utilized well. And let's just say the news media and what's going on now is not designed to inform us it's designed to shock us. It really That's is right. designed That's to keep right. us because then we'll keep watching that television even when we're not watching it. It's playing in our heads, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yes. so that's the truth. And so if we realize, well, let me just get the facts, okay? First question is, what is the truth, your truth, and that'll calm you the hell down because that's the whole thing is I want you to come, not you particularly, I want everybody to come to the middle so that we can help other people as well. And then you got to ask the question, what do I want? And what you want is you want to, you, I keep saying you, all of us, want to protect ourselves, we want to protect our families, we want to ride this thing out so that when we're on the other side of it, we are better than we were, if you will. And so this doesn't consume us because like right now, like just the stock market, people are going crazy and tearing stuff up, you know, it's crashing again today and all that stuff. And blaming other people, blaming the president, blaming wherever the blame needs to be, let it be, let's come back to where we are right now. Let's yes. go say, how am I going to deal with this? 
Second question is, what do you want? You want to protect yourself. You want to thrive. You want all those things and everything. Third question is, what am I going to do right now? What am I going to do right now? In the moment and with regard to everything around. Yeah, make sure you're safe. And all those things. It's simple. It's really, really simple. Wash your freaking hands. And right now, it is important that we quarantine ourselves or that we don't have as much social interaction as possible. Let's follow what the experts are saying. That is, by the way, how China has finally got it going on the decline now. Those are things that we have to do. My son, like I said before, he's out of school now. He's ecstatic. It's just like, you know, I get to you know, <laughs> go home, you know, that kind of thing. And in that moment, I said the same thing to him. A year from now, you're going to look back and you go, what did I do during this time to improve myself? I said, so you take some time in that. And I want you to read, you play your music, you do this, that kind of thing, and make the best of it. And so what can you do? You can invest right now if you've got, I'm not just talking about investing money. If you've got the money to invest in the stock market, then do so because it's in the toilet and it is going to come back. It always does. It is going to come back at some point. So you can invest in that. You can invest in yourself. You can invest in other people. You can spread the love. I went over this morning. My neighbors are elderly across the street. And I went over there this morning and I asked them, you know, is there anything I can do for you? I'm going to go to the store and it's crazy down there. And they burst into tears because nobody had come and seen them. And they're terrified over there. Mm. And so just simple things like that, acts of kindness, calling up people and seeing how you're doing, making those things, shut the news off. Yeah, wherever you're going to get your information, get it. But the reality is what you can do right now in that moment, number one, manage yourself. And yes. how you manage yourself is with your lightsaber. You don't have to remind yeah. me of it again. There you go. <laughs> and how you manage yourself, you know, as we've learned, it is always state management, physiology, where you focus, what you say to yourself, and so on and so forth. And oftentimes we don't have the time to do that. And oftentimes we're so caught up in something that it's like I always ask people when you get upset about something, when you get frustrated, when you get pissed off, when you get jealous, when you get any of that stuff, are you. Are you worse off when it first hits you or later on, like after a couple minutes? The answer is after a couple minutes because it builds up inside of you. It stacks up. So when something happens and you start watching this, it starts to build up inside of you and that rage or frustration, everything starts to go. So everybody write this down, okay? Write this down. Kill the freaking monster while it's a baby. <laughs> kill the monster while it's a baby i'm not done with your lightsaber so here's what your lightsaber is the pattern interrupt and i'll tell you what that means here in a second is the lightsaber in all of the uh, neurosciences and what that means is is that it cuts through anything and i don't care where you are especially later on meaning if it's grown inside of you, fear, frustration, anger, whatever, any negative stuff, the pattern interrupt stops it in the moment and allows you to put something else in the moment. Let me explain to you you what I mean. So first off, let's just say this. Wherever you are, if there's any frustration, if you're you're scared or whatever, in the moment, you got to interrupt your pattern. Because here's the challenge with most people is they try and change something without doing anything about the existing state that they're in. Yes. And all that does is layer stuff on top of it. And the pissed offness is still underneath their brewing, ready mm-hmm. to rear its ugly head. Mm-hmm. So instead, you got to interrupt your pattern. And I'll give the example I love to use, and that is this. 
Have you ever been in your, like you're in your house and you go, I got to go get an ink pen out of the kitchen. Say you're in your living room and you stand up and you walk into the kitchen and there you are in the kitchen going, the hell did I come in here for? Yes. <laughs> okay. Happens to all of us. Okay. But it's really important you understand this. That's called a pattern interrupt. And what that means is when you're in your living room, you are in a pattern of thought and physiology and conversation inside your head. You're saying, I got to get the ink pen. Your brain is thinking, I got, you know, you're making pictures of the ink pen and you're going, you're in that physiology. As soon as you radically shift, like you stand up or you make a move, you interrupted that pattern. There's three things that happen. Number one, you're no longer in that pattern of thought, physiology, and focus. Second thing that happens is your focus has been interrupted. And the third thing that happens is that it creates a blank spot in your brain, like clockwork. Mm -hmm. It's called a scotoma in psychology, but I liken it to a vacuum. So when you stand up or you move your body or something happens, we've all had things like that, something happens and it takes you, you know, what the heck happens? You're no longer focused on what you want, okay? You're no longer there and you're no longer focused on that. And the other thing is, is your brain is going, what? What, 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 what? And that's the perfect time because it's a vacuum for you to put something else in. And that's why I say this is your lightsaber because you can change how you feel, not just in the moment. You can condition yourself so that when bad things happen, when unresourceful things happen, that is the trigger that causes you to be resourceful. It's a process. I'm going to give you a formula or a, a protocol to do this. If you practice it, you can use it on anything, anything at all. It's how we do it anyway. This is just a quicker way of doing it. And so let's just say, for instance, you're watching the news and you feel like crap and you're scared and you look and you go, I wonder if I have enough toilet paper. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme a couple of days ago and it said, it had a roll of toilet paper and in the text over the top said, if you need 144 rolls of toilet paper to get you through two weeks of quarantine, you needed to see the doctor way before any of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I love the humor when we can see it, right? So the trick is, no matter where you are, interrupt your pattern and ask those three questions. Here's what I mean by that. I wonder what's going on. You know, is, is Joseph full of crap or whatever? You got to go, wait a minute, stop. Take a deep breath because you've interrupted your pattern. You've created that scotoma. And then just smile, pat yourself on the back and shake your ass and do whatever because that's what you put into place. <laughs> And then what the nervous system is eventually going to learn, especially quickly, shall I say, if you do it enough times, you do it with enough intensity, you won't be able to feel what you felt before. That's right. It's like a pattern interrupt when a deer is being chased right by like a lion and it escapes, breaks free. And the first thing it does, is it shakes itself out. It's out of way, right? I watch my dog do it all the time. When something comes up and triggers you and you feel yourself going below an eight, what do you do? What is your lightsaber move? Because I've done this so many times, I don't have to do anything. It happens automatically. You condition yourself to do that. I mean, especially this last year and a half. I lost my father. I lost my aunt. Another good friend of mine passed away. My house got flooded. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all kinds of crazy stuff happens. People around me go, how are you dealing with it? By the way, I don't want any of that stuff to happen. And it's, you know, I lost my dad. It's not that I, I feel good about it. I just know that. What happens with me is when something happens, I go to those three questions that I said automatically, automatically. And What's the truth? What do I want? And what can I do? What am I going to do? Right what am I going to do? That's right. 
And that's what I'm trying to get everybody to do is to, I'm not telling you to be Pollyanna about everything. Once you start recognizing, okay, what's the truth? You're going to feel better and you're going to make better decisions because you're at a place of truth. And let's just say love. Well, a lot of condolences and a lot of sympathy and empathy for you in the chat around so many losses and extraordinary acts that you have been going through. Also a single dad, I mean, traveling the world and trying to manage everything and grow and expand in so many extraordinary ways in your business and your impact, but a lot of love for you. Thank you. So speaking of though, do you have someone like, we've all got coaches and guides and mentors and then this community that we think is so priceless. Who do you have that you can go to that will actually help to bring you up when and if, let's say you're feeling slightly compromised in the moment? My family is number one. And then number two, I'm fortunate that I have a lot of people. I made this suggestion to people before, and that is call the people that you love. The answer you might want to hear, Michelle, is, okay, I got Tony and I got all those people and I do, all those people that are around. But to answer your question that bring me to that place of love and recognizing that everything's going to be okay are the people that are around me that are my friends, my family. Look, it's no secret. You are one of those people as well, because I'm doing something, you know this, if you guys don't know this, let me give you a little plug if you don't mind. I'm starting a podcast and I have all of the technical skills of a slightly retarded circus pig. And um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one step above me How about that? <laughs> and uh and i don't know that you want to advertise this but what is the name of your podcast many of them are actually in it in the program the podcast accelerator yeah and so you're somebody that i turn to because instead of you know freaking out about all this stuff i'm just going okay just like the advice i gave earlier what am i going to look back on this time that i had listen i've had three events one of them being the U. UPW cancel this year already. And so instead of freaking out and going, okay, what am I doing? I'm going, well, I've been needing to make a podcast for a while. Let me call Michelle. (laughs) Yeah. And And that's what I was saying. I was talking to, I think my sister this morning, she was like, how's it going in the program? I'm like, half are like up to speed, half, you know, they're not doing it. And I can just do my part, show up and lead and guide as much as I can. And I was like, but Joseph, I mean, out of the park, he's like into week four at this point. And I'm like, isn't isn't it a beautiful thing? Because I don't think he could, and I say this to my sister, I don't think he could have been as far along if UPW hadn't been canceled. I said, he should be flying home this morning or late last night. There's no way he could have taken advantage of having four free days. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Does Joseph sit around eating bonbons and like Netflix? (laughs) No, he's like, let me record my intro, my outro, get my artwork up, get my podcast description. I mean, he had it done by like Thursday night, you guys. So for those of you in the program, this is your overachiever friend right here who's saying, <laughs> utilize this time for the good that you know you want to create in the world. So why don't you share a little bit about your podcast, Joseph? I'm so excited for you. And again, you and Jenny have been huge, huge influences in doing this. One of my operating principles in my life is that focus on what you do best. Yes. And then surround yourself with people that are better than you with what they do and then add value to their lives. Yes. They'll add value to your life. That's just my organizing principle. So I know what I do best. Yak, 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 yak. (laughs) And create content. Those are my two strong suits, you know. 
Next, what I do best is assisting people in, I'm a neuropsychologist, so I assist people in getting over those. And then it goes down from there. What I don't do best is technical stuff. That's mm-hmm. just not my thing. So I wanted to create a podcast. I've been wanting to do it for close to a year now. And yep. my schedule has been crazy. As Michelle said, I went through all of the stuff. As a matter of fact, I asked the question on our call, well, what if you want to go faster than this? <laughs> <laughs> everybody off. I originally called my, I don't know if you know this or not, Michelle, but I originally called my podcast Bold Fortune. And I loved it. And I was talking to Jenny right after I spoke to you. And she goes, you know Because in the homework, and do the homework, guys, it's important. The question was, brainstorm and list some names. So one of them that I came up with was Bold Fortune, because my saying is always, fortune favors the bold. And I thought that was great. And Jenny said, well, wait a minute, this might start, let me look at your other names. And my other name that I really like, and I've I've had for a long time, is Cure for the Common Life. (laughs) Ooh, okay. So my podcast is The Cure for the Common Life with Joseph McClendon III. Unbelievable. I love it. I wouldn't have done that had I not listened to or had the help of you guys. I love that. Now, what is Cure for the Common Life going to be about? Well, it is a mixture of both interviewing the greats. Nitty, you're on the chopping block, okay? (laughs) If you look at my list, you're on there as well. I saw that. I was very, very honored. (laughs) So it's going to be a mixture of interviews, but it's also going to... My strong suit, it's just what I believe, just like on this call... When I start yakking, I'm never going to have a conversation with somebody without giving them something that they can do that's going to produce a result. And so I love motivation. I love inspiring stories and all that stuff. And I'm going to do that as well. And as I say in my intro, I'm going to give you something to do every single time that you can produce a result. And then the other thing that I'm going to be doing is part of that is I'm going to, and I put it in my outro, is that <laughs> is I'm going to do invite somebody that I don't know that has a question and wants some help and I'll help them right there on the podcast. That I thought was one of the best things I had heard. There's only a few podcasters that do that. And there's something for all of us that tune in to learn from. There'll be something in there that we can all benefit from. Now, is it fair to say that on a one to 10, your excitement level for launching this podcast is at least a nine? It's about (laughs) 11 and a half. I can feel it. And, and here's the reason. Here's the reason why we're not going to launch until April when? Twenty second. Well, you go live the twenty first. Okay. And I'm not going to push you. You are very clear in telling me you can get finished all you want, but we're still going to launch on the twenty first because if it was up to me, I'd launch next week. <laughs> right. I know. I know. Now, why? Why are you so excited about a podcast being your place of expansion? To answer your question, Michelle, I have a need, especially at this stage of my life and my career to contribute more than I am. Yes. I like Instagram and that kind of thing. And it doesn't allow me to have a platform long enough to be able to give enough value to people, in my opinion, that they can get a result. So the quicker I can do that, the better. I think the better for me, the better for other people as well. Okay. This is a question that I don't think I've asked you because you and I have obviously talked about you and the podcast for almost a year on many, many occasions. And I don't think I've asked you this. How do you plan on managing a podcast schedule? See, because I know there's a lot of people, even in the mastermind, that think they'd like to join the Podcast Accelerator when we launch it again. I think it's going to be fall, although it might be a little sooner because we got a lot of requests. But a lot of them are like, how would I manage that in my already busy schedule? 
your schedule makes my schedule look like I'm a sloth who eats bonbons in the two hours I'm awake a day, right? So how do you plan on managing that part, time? The answer is scheduling it. I'll be honest with you. I have, uh, what shall I call this? I have an addiction. And that is, you see these instruments on the wall behind me? Yes, yes. So to answer your question, I'll have to play less of those for a little while. With this caveat, sacrificing does not mean losing. Sacrificing just means postponing. And I've had to do it before. Like, for example, right now, with these four days and this time that I have right now because of the uh, situation that's going on, if it was up to me, I'd sit and play those things all day long. That's so, so awesome. I have to manage that time. So to answer your question, that's why I'm working with you because I know what I do best. I'll make these videos and when I sit down and do them, I'll schedule and do them like in one day or one, you know, that kind of thing and get them done and stack them up. But then I get to hand it to you, lovely ladies, and you do the rest of it. Oh, let's be clear. I won't be doing shit. Well, not you. No, I'm very much like you. Like, this is why Jenny and I are such a great partnership because I yak, 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 and I do my own podcast, right? And she does everything else. I record and drag it to a little Google folder that she had to walk me through how to do because I think I was less tech savvy than you. I don't have to touch it from there. And that's why she's an amazing partner in this. Got it. And we'll guide you, everyone. There's a lot of people who are in the Podcast Accelerator who are also on the call tonight, including you, Joseph. We'll be guiding you guys on how to batch and sort of best practices before the course ends. But I'm really honored that you're in. And I'm also excited for you and the podcast that you're launching that will help so many people because I know you're not about like, the inspiration, the motivation. You love it. You know, it's it's a good sort of starting point, but you want people to get into activity. Let me, let me clarify that because I don't want to throw shade on anybody because I love quotes and I do inspiration and motivation as well. That is all well and good. It's great. And it gets us off the dime and it's necessary to keep us excited and that kind of thing. But what produces results and what makes those results continue to go, what keeps us going is the carrot on the stick psychologically. And so just like, you know, when you ask the question about what do I do when something happens, I've done it enough times. And those are some of the things that I like to teach enough times that I don't have to pump myself up. I have to do it naturally. And so that's what I want to bring to the table. I fully get it. And that's a beautiful thing, which by the way, is a wonderful segue into the last 27 ish minutes of this call, which is the masterminds working on momentum. You know, they declared their top three outcomes and their whys, and they got all passionate about it. And they created a lot of energy and juice around it. And they got in a little home pause. And then they, you know, they meet and they hold each other accountable. But sometimes we can fall off the wagon, right? Really, really easily. Now, someone like you, you're super conditioned, you're structured, you're disciplined, because you know, within that, structure lies all the freedom to make other choices once those things are done that are the must. You and I discussed this on my podcast well over a year ago. What suggestions and or activities would you recommend that they could begin to consider to implement immediately to help them get back on the dime, so to speak, or off the dime is actually probably the better phrase. That's an awesome question. And I'll use what you've already said about, you said maybe 50% of the people have not followed through on the exercise that we've been given. Right. Here's human nature is, I'm not going to use just this situation, but people, when they don't do something and they know they should be doing, you know, there's a part of them, there's guilt, there's shame, there's all that stuff going on and say, I should be doing it. And there's people right now that are looking at me going like, screw that guy, he's making me look bad. Okay. So what happens in our heads is we're beating ourselves up and we're going, why am I not doing this? Instead of doing those three things. Okay. Here's the truth. 
The truth is I'm scared. Get truthful with yourself. The yep. truth is I'm scared. And most of us don't look at it as being fearful scared, but scared and fear is procrastination. It's hesitation. It's fear of failure, fear of success, all that stuff. It's fear of being uncomfortable in that moment. And fear of being judged. I mean, launching a podcast was very vulnerable for me. I'd had 4,000 hours and eight years of being on air, right? Live TV. You'd think I had the chops. And I was scared to death, sweat dripping down my back, hands shaking. After I launched my first three episodes, I called Jenny. And I said, Jenny, take him down. We should have never done this. I'm terrible. I suck. Oh my God, who do I think I was? What are people going to think? So that was what the root cause of my fear and anxiety is, is obsessing on what others would think. Now, see, you've spoken to millions around the world, but a lot of people in this group have not. So what would you say to them about addressing that fear head on? G, write this down, G, T, F, O, I, get the freak over it. You may misunderstand me. I don't mean you might think I'm replacing the F word for freak. I'm not. The freak is that voice that's inside of your head. All the things that you said right now, that's the freak. That's the one that's going, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. What are other people going to think? Help that freak over the hump. In the end, that's what happened to you anyway. I don't know how did she not take, I'm asking, did she not take it down and then you listen to it later and went, okay, that's not so bad. Or did she go, Michelle, you're just freaking out. Let it go. go. Jenny is so amazing. What a great question that you reminded me of that moment. She'd be confident and smart and she's dealt with hundreds of people like me, right, who are new podcasters. So she said, oh, she didn't take it seriously. She's like, oh, this is common. You'll be fine. She just basically helped me get over it. Yet she was also compassionate and she didn't know how serious I was because we had a new relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So she said, tell you what, if in a week's time you still feel the same way, we can discuss this again. Once enough time passed and I could breathe and got a few positive comments, which is what the ego was looking for. And I was like, I can do this. All I had to do was keep going. So how did the freak feel when she said those words? Well, I almost went and bought cigarettes at the liquor store, not going to lie, because I wanted to cope with my little sort of nervous system out of control. I did not. I knew that it was common sense. At that point, I just knew that what she was saying was right. I remembered why I wanted to start it in the first place, not unlike your reasons. And I just focused there and decided I'd give myself a breather. And so here's what happened. Everybody pay attention. (laughs) She used a lightsaber on you in that moment. Yes, she did. That's yes. how you help the freak every single time. I can't stress it enough. That's how you help the freak get over it. Because in the moment, you're freaking out. And, ah, this. and she said, ah. And as soon as she did that, there's a part of you that went, bitch? What? <laughs> or whatever happened. And you were no longer freaked in that moment. A pattern interrupt. Yes. Always interrupt the pattern first. Okay. So the other thing is what you put in its place are those three questions. Okay. When you interrupt the pattern, you go, okay, what's the truth? And you start telling the truth and that kind of thing. And by the way, you will fluctuate. You'll get a little schizophrenic because you go back, no, the truth isn't. You got to get up, interrupt your pattern again. Okay. You go back and forth. And so in that moment, you got to go, okay, wait a minute. Because remember, the last question is, what am I going to do right now? What am I going to do right now? Not just, you know, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. In the moment, you're going to stand up. You're going to take a deep breath. You're going to shake your ass. You're going to walk out. You're going to pat yourself on the back. You're going to do everything that you know to do that's going to make you feel better in that moment because you are the captain of your own soul in that moment. Beautiful. And that's the rehearsal, 
the practice so that you go through those quicker. And the more you do that, and the more you reward yourself for having done it, the more your nervous system is going to get over that. So I say to everybody on the phone that if you haven't done your homework, when you get off this call, ask your question. Don't go, why have I not done this? Go, what's the truth? The truth mm-hmm. of the matter is I'm just scared. Listen, Michelle, who's done 6,370 billion shows on television, was freaking <laughs> out. So if she's freaking out, then it's normal. That's what people do. And by the way, don't try, what's that old saying? Self to self for progress, self to others for possibility. What that means is this. Mm. You should compare yourself to your progress, not other people. You don't look at me and go, Joseph's on week number five, and I'm only on week number one. You go, okay, I was on the call, and you find some positive in it. You go, at least I was on the call. I did this, I did this, this, and this, because those little successes are going to grow. So you compare to yourself. You just go, where was I before? Well, at least I got the knowledge, and you find something, and that searching is the rewiring process. You compare others, self to others, for what's possible. I can look at you and I go, okay, well, it's possible to do that. What other people look at me and they go, okay, well, he's on week number five. You go, okay, well, that's possible. I don't have to wait. You can go, it's possible because, you know, we got this time off and we got that, you know, whatever. I love it. Now, there's a little bit of clarity that is coming up in the chat and I want to address this, you guys. So what we're referring to, for those of you not in the podcast accelerator, but a good like 20 of you are, and Joseph's in it, right? So he's launching a podcast through that program. And a good 50% of the people in that program are not even like through week one's homework, like basic things. And not to throw shade or call anyone out, I'm not. I'm just fully aware that I've done this now, 25, 26 courses now at this point. About half will show up and about half don't. I do my part. I give the inspo. I give the actions. I give the blueprint. And not everyone's going to do their part. And so I've had to learn how to let that go as a leader while caring and being committed to their outcome, but I can't be more than they are. But since we're here, I want to now come full circle. Since we're in the momentum group, they were, everyone in this group, well over 80 people, they were asked to declare their top three outcomes that they wanted to achieve in this 90-day program. Now, I'm sure you're all aware, you guys, I hope I'm not saying anything that shocks you, but I'd say it's about 5 to 10% of people in the program that are listing progress that are discussing you know where they're growing and the actions that they're taking so i would say that number is way less than 50 percent in this group about people who are actually building momentum and doing the activities toward those top three outcomes being accomplished let's just be real right so <laughs> <What's Justin>? truth? <laughs> but what i've come to realize and, and I, I think michael and Nitty and i would would agree on this is that this mastermind has changed. So I've been leading it for about two years. Michael came in about a year and a half ago. And it used to be all about the outcomes and all about the results, you know, and that's what it was focused on. But over time, it's morphed into this. They're here for community and proximity and to be seen and heard and valued. And we make it so affordable and bring in amazing people like you that remind us that it really is about that as well, right? But for those who still want to get those results, but yet we're not doing it clearly, right? And no matter what we say or do, no matter how much I lead by example of doing epic shit as often as I can, right? To like, this is how you do it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Because I'm scared at everything that I do, but I just do it, right? And then I condition my mind to everything will be okay. But what would you say to get them off the dime, so to speak, of their top three outcomes? Because they joined the program because they want their results. Or they think they want the results. Yeah, maybe they don't. In other words, when stuff like that happens, you know, I've, I've had a lot of different businesses and probably the most valuable lesson I learned with regard to leading people is 
and this is going to sound a bit callous, spend your time with those who earn it. When I say earn it, those are the ones who do the exercises, yep. do the stuff, and so on and so forth. The second part of that is love the ones who don't. Yes. In other words, don't make them feel bad. Turn around and go, listen, I'm here for you when you're ready. You just let me know when you're ready. Mm. Everybody's at a different stage in their life. They truly are. And just because somebody wants something and just because somebody's willing to do something doesn't mean that they're going to do it. Willpower is a myth. I always tell people the willpower place is down the street. This is the do place right here. You know, you show up here. This is the do. I love that. Somebody told me once that a coach is only as good as the player or the student that shows up. And so they don't show up if they don't do the work, they don't do the exercises. It doesn't mean you're a bad coach. It just means you're only going to help that person if they show up. And if they don't show up with the work, the homework and so on and so forth, then you can't be that great a coach to them in that moment. So just love them. You know, for me, I leverage people like crazy as well. You know, if you want to work with me, it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you a lot of money. (laughs) Rightfully so. Because my time is valuable as well. And I want somebody that is going to do what I ask them to do. I always tell people straight up, I would go, look, here's the three rules. Number one, you got to give me a lot of money. Number two, you got to do everything (laughs) that I say. And then number three is you only get three strikes. What that means is, is if I tell you to do something and you don't do it, I'll tell you again. And then the third time, if you don't do it, I'm keeping your money and I'm not coaching you anymore. Fair enough. You know, when people are dropping a lot of money, I have the leverage on them in that way. But here's what I'll say to you, because let me bring this full circle. I say this to everybody on the, on the call, because we are high achievers on this yes. call. Otherwise, you yes. wouldn't get on the call. Find your own leverage. And it's not just negative leverage. Pull is much better than push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the carrot on the stick is, why are you doing this? What do you want? See it, say it, feel it, dream about it. Make it, see it the way that you want it to be and live in that, you know, daydream about it. This is what I'm going to get. And then recognize that, wait a minute, these little steps that I can take right now are going to get me closer to that goal. And then lastly, constantly reward yourself, constantly reward yourself. This. Yeah. I want to heap some praise on you really quickly, but very sincerely before I open it up to a live Q and A for anyone who has a question directly for you. You know, listen, I met you through Tony stages, right? Now I have a different kind of relationship with you that I'm grateful for, but there was something that you share at UPW and it's all about how you wake up, your morning routine and the smile on your face and the difference between you and most others on the planet. And the smile that you put on your face and you talk about the science and the studies behind that and what it does and signals to your brain. I've been doing that ever since my first UPW with you. So two and a half years now, it's changed my life. Yeah, Yeah, the simple stuff, yeah. And even in this current climate, I wake up and the first thing I do, and right now I like have to remind myself, smile, smile, smile. And then of course, I'm always contemplating gratitude, gratitude, thank you, thank you, thank you for another day, for my good health, for everyone that I love. But that smile causes me to start thinking of the things that I'm grateful for. So I want to thank you for that. The other thing that you did is you led us through that beautiful exercise also in the book at UPW of closing the gap. And that is how I launched this business that's now become a near half a million dollar business that would have not existed had you not fought for us and lobbied for us in the way that you did because you care so deeply about us getting results. And you taught it in your own way after, you know, all these years that you could and you owned it and you allowed me to see the possibilities. So thank you for being someone that I see as an other 
because you, for me, are all about possibility for me. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do. You give so endlessly. And anyone who follows you on social knows you give and give and give. Your podcast is going to be amazing. So I will make sure that I post it for everyone to follow it and subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars, thanks. But thank you, Joseph, for so much and so much more than that. But I want to now open it up. And I can't see who's here, guys, because I'm on my phone. So try to be, you know, in polite order. Who would like to go first? And just unmute yourself and go. And then we'll just try to be a little free for all and respectful of this process and having to be resourceful with the phone. Hi, it's Julie from up in Toronto. You just mentioned to folks on the carrot, our whys, and to constantly reward ourselves. So what do you mean by constantly rewarding ourselves? Ah, that's a great question. Okay, so when I say focus on the carrot, you know how I am, write this down, okay? (laughs) Number one, I'm going to tell you what this means in a second. First, remind, these are the three R's. Remind, repeat, reward. Okay, and what that means is this. Nobody has a problem focusing because everybody's going, I just, you know, I don't have focus. No, everybody is an excellent focuser. If I said, you know, the room is on fire, get out, you're going to focus on the door and you're going to get out. What we have a challenge with is refocusing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I say focus on the carrot, I mean, first off, determine what it is, write it down, get it in your mind, imagine it and everything. And then step number one is remind yourself to refocus on it because Mm. what happens? you'll focus on it and then something will happen. You know, we get distracted left and right. And then, so if you remind yourself and Siri is the greatest reminder on the planet, you can tell yourself, Remind me to focus on my carrot in one hour. And yep. guess what? This is going to go off and it's going to remind you. Okay. When it goes off, you repeat what you did before an hour ago. You focus on your carrot and you go, oh, this is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm going to get. And then last, reward yourself. Pat yourself on the back. So if you just do that, set up the carrot, whatever it is, decide what it is, get it on paper, make a picture of it, do whatever it is, live in it for a while, and then go about doing, and by the way, what happens is as you do this, is you start to build more enthusiasm and energy towards doing the things that are going to get you that carrot. Mm. Remember, this is the lightsaber, because when this goes off, it is an amazing lightsaber. It's an amazing pattern interrupt, because you're doing whatever, you know, whatever, and all of a sudden this goes off, you go, oh, then you're no longer doing that and you're going back and you get to refocus on what you're going to do. You do that enough times, it happens over and over again. So what I mean by that, Julie, is when you reward yourself, you're rewarding yourself for having caught yourself. You're rewarding yourself for having interrupted your pattern. If you just keep it that simple, your nervous system is going to go, well, I'm going to interrupt my pattern on my own. And the very thing that causes you to be unfocused is going to be the thing that triggers you to be focused. Who's next? All right, Charles, go. Okay, real quick, Joseph, we met outside the, the men's room at Tony's 60th birthday party the other <laughs> week. <laughs> I just had to mention that. Okay. Listen, I'm very successful at what I do. I want to up that by a factor of 10. What can you do to advise us? Because most of us, I think, we are stepping over dollars to chase pennies. How do we change that? How do we go from looking at what's in front of us immediately, what we're doing with our lives, to looking at what we are capable of, but by a factor of 10? How do you do that? Outside of what I just talked to Julie about, it's the same thing. 
Because if you're stepping over dollars, that means you're looking at the dollars, right? That's right. Okay. You're focused on that. You're going there, here, here. And what keeps us focused on that is just fear. You got to interrupt your pattern. And so you got to remind yourself over and over. Because see, here's all you're asking. Joseph, how do I get out of this pattern that I'm doing and into another pattern that's going to be 10x of what I was doing? Is that correct? It's correct. I'm very successful at what I do already. I make a very good living. But I got you. And you want more. And. Yes. yes. And you want more. So yeah. the pattern that you're in that is not restricting you, but it's keeping you from getting more right now, you don't have to answer this right now, is what? It's a pattern of uncertainty, maybe. I'm guessing at it. It's a pattern of fear. It's a pattern of, of comfort that you're, are we are right now, whatever it is. It's that old thing, you know how they catch monkeys, right? No. How do they catch monkeys? This, this is the silliest thing <laughs> in the world, but it's a great metaphor. Come on, hit us up with it. All right, so I saw it on the Discovery Channel. You can look it up on YouTube University. <laughs> okay. What they do is they take a gourd, which is like an empty coconut, about this big. They get a bunch of them and they tie them together. And then they drill a hole in the coconut or in the gourd. And it's just big enough for the monkey to squeeze his hand in. Okay. And it's hilarious, really. They take the gourds, and they're all tied to a rope, and they show the monkeys, there's like 100 of them in the tree, and they show the monkeys the gourd with the hole in it, and then they take a peanut, and they put it inside the hole. Monkeys are smart, just like you. And they see it in night, and now they know the peanut's inside there. And then they do it over and over again. They got like 30 of these coconuts or these gourds, and then they just throw them on the ground, and then they go and go eat a sandwich. The monkeys climb down the tree, squeeze their little hand in the coconut and grab the peanut. And then they try to get their hand out. And because their hand is in a fist, they can't get their hand out. And then the hunters sit there with binoculars and just watch. And they watch till all of the gourds are full. Because the other monkeys don't learn from the other monkeys. And none of them let go of the peanut. And then they just drive up and then they got the money. So what happens with people is that we don't let go of the peanut of how successful you are right now. Right. You don't let go of the peanut of the comfort that you have right now and, and I'm not throwing shade on you, the ego that you have about being successful, you said it three times. Okay? Right. And, the, so, and the obligations that I have. So I do have whatever, obligations. All yes. of that stuff, all of that yes. stuff is combined into, I'm not going to say it's stagnation because that's not who you are. You're, you're an ambitious kind of guy. And it is lack of movement in the direction of what you want. Okay. And so, again, back on the very first thing, what's the truth? That was part of the truth, my truth. I may be way off base on that, but I'm a badass, so I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, so you've got to ask yourself a question. What's the truth? Okay, and the truth is you got some sort of procrastination going on because my guess is, and I'm going to ask you this question, do you know what to do to 10 exit? Yes, I do, actually. And Stop it's there. a matter Stop of putting there. it into place no, 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 and no, no, letting no. go of some obligations Stop Stop that there. I have. Every, everything after that, was you hanging onto the peanut? Because if we played this back, you're going like, and I watch your eyes. It's just how I roll. Okay, you go. Yes, I do. And it's a matter of blah 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 blah. And you're real comfortable with that excuse. I'm not saying it's excuse that all that stuff. And all you're saying is, in order to be able to do that, I got to let go of that peanut. And I'm not ready to let go of that peanut. So you Thank know you. what to do. So it's not a matter of intelligence. You're a smart guy. You're a sharp guy. You're an ambitious guy. You know what to do. It's a matter of G-T-F-O-I. Yeah. Get the freak over it. Mm -hmm. Use your Beautiful. lights. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.
Such good coaching. I love it. You guys, we have time for one more. So Prudy, since you had your digital hand up a long time ago, I want to make sure that we honor you, my love. Ask away. So this is a two-part for you and Mr. Joseph. So I had wanted to do the podcast thing that you had um, recommended. I think that when everybody talks about the hundreds of thousands that are out there, and I think that what comes out for me is like, what do I have to offer that nobody else is already covering? And is it going to be worth it? Because there's so many people out there. Is the content going to be out there? And I also know that when you spoke about, you know, get out of your story, as you all know my story, I think I sit in the morning of the loss of my husband and I'm so afraid to step out of the mud in the swamp that I'm in to Mm. push myself any further. And I want it, but I know you're going to say, well, you really don't want it because if Uh I wanted it that bad, I'd be doing Uh, it. You're going to be surprised at my answer when you let me answer. Go ahead. Okay. So you say, you know, you want it. Okay. What are you going to get? What's it going to be like when you do get it? So that's not a rhetorical question. What are you going to get if you do it, as you do it? Um, okay, stop, stop, because there's your challenge. Mm. I'm going to do, do you when I ask okay. you, question, okay? When I said, what are you going to get? I'm exaggerating, but this was you. Um, mm-hmm. Which means you don't know. And if you don't know, then you're not looking at it. And if you're not looking at it with your mind, your eyes, your imagination, with your soul, then guess what? I know what you are looking at. You know, I told you I've had loss as well in my life as well. And that's where your focus is. That's where you tend to fall back to. What about this? What about that? And then the question is, and by the way, you ask a bunch of questions with no answers. You got to answer those questions. What the truth is. The one question that you ask is, what do I have to offer? And the Mm. answer is, that's not a rhetorical, you don't have to answer it now, but you answer that question. Here's what I have to offer. The other question is, is what do I have to offer that, you know, there's a thousand other people doing the same thing. Have you seen YouTube? <laughs> Correct. I have. You know, one of, one of I want to do, I know, I know the content of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's about passion and love and having relationship, having the relationships that I see so many that are failing every single day and 80% of, you know, the people in the world, not that I know them, but my friends are complaining constantly that they don't have love, that they don't have relationship, they don't have connection. So, and I'm I'm interrupting your pattern on purpose. So you're answering your own damn question. That's what you have to offer. There's a need. You're just, you're saying it over and over. My friends are this and everything. Listen, there's a need. And if there's a need, fill it. But aren't other people already filling that as well? Have you seen YouTube? Yes. Okay. I caught myself. I have two computers in in this office here. And one of them is always on YouTube. Because while I'm doing other stuff, if I'm doing some editing or I'm doing this, I'll turn on YouTube. But I don't watch, I'm not going to say I don't watch crap. I do watch crap. One of the things that I've been doing lately, and this is, it's just surprises me that I do it. My son was (laughs) teasing me about it the other day, is I watch fishing shows. Oh. Fishing shows on YouTube. And they're all the same damn thing. All of them. They got the same format and they're all going out catching fish. (laughs) That's all they're doing. And guess what? There are thousands of them. Thousands of them. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I just, you know, I click on, hey, that one sounds good. I like that one. I find it. How dare you do somebody else's thinking for them? 
There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that need what you have. And you're thinking, well, what are they going to think of me? You're pulling up Michelle's sorrow. Get over it. You know, she was thinking, okay. what do I know? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Get over it. You have okay. a lot to work. got a need. Get out and go for it. Can I be any clearer? Answer the questions. Let go of Thank the you. peanut and rock. Thank you. That's right. And that last piece is important. That last piece is the activity. It's the actual action that, in my experience, has been the antidote to everything. Yeah, it is. Right? I just do it. Yeah. And I might procrastinate a little bit when I'm feeding the fear or feeding the story, but then I actually take the action and I'm like, oh, wasn't that bad? Or it's I give like, it some breathing time. I'm like, okay, you know what? I lived. It's all right. But uh, something that I say all the time is don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Oh. Right? It's like the self to self or self to others. Mm -hmm. Like when I first started, I compared myself to Oprah. How insane is that? But we do it. And so it's common. It's ego. It's just collective consciousness. But just compare yourself to possibility. As Joseph said earlier, I love that. But not to something that's sort of so outrageous that you could never attain it. You're just getting inspiration and possibility. Let me say this one thing to add to that, Michelle, because that was beautiful. Everybody, let me show you how you can get your fingernails in and so you can start moving from where you are right now. First off, here is the organizing principle. Praise yourself for everything. Yes. Everything. And that means when you hang the phone up, because what you said is so true, you just do something and at the end of it, you go, well, I, you know, gosh, I wasn't so bad. And what gets you to do something at all, what gets you off of the fear, interrupt your pattern, number one, but what gets you off of it is number two, you know, focus on what you want, your carrot on the stick, the number three is the praise because you took yourself out of it. So when this phone call is over, everybody, you go, I just did an hour call. I'm amazing. Not Joseph <laughs> or Michelle are amazing. I'm amazing because I did that call. Yes. And every time you do anything, every time you do anything at all, the littlest thing, praise yourself. Yes. The littlest thing. Look, you know, babies, when they stand up and they try to walk and they fall over, none of them get up and go, I'm a loser later and just go, I can't do this. They crack up. They laugh. <laughs> you know, they, they do all kinds of stuff just for trying. And so we got to get in that habit. If you do that, you know, you guys have seen me at UPW. I, I really mean that. If you have a mirror in your house, do the practice of walking by your mirror and stop and looking at yourself and going, you're amazing. <laughs> that's the thing that's going to build your soul. Ah, oh, I love that. Did you just say build your soul? Yep. That's Always a beautiful phrase. Under construction. It is not a stagnant thing. Everything, everything in nature, everything in the world is always growing. Why wouldn't your soul? Yes, I couldn't agree more. That's my love language right there. There's a lot for us to move forward with in our momentum. You gave us so many actionables, which is what you're all about. So I love it. You guys do follow him on Instagram. I am Joseph McClendon on the IG. When the Cure for the Common Person podcast uh, hits all platforms April 24th, you can bet your booty. I will be letting you know. The most important thing that can happen for a new podcaster is to get five-star reviews and a little phrase of what you loved about it right away so that they have a shot of hitting new and noteworthy. It's a little outrageous these days. It's trying to become a New York Times bestseller, but anything that we can do to give back to him because he's given his most precious commodity to us would be deeply appreciated, I know, by Michael and I. Michael, any parting words to uh, the man who will have you on his show? <laughs> 
I'm on standby. I think we should do it <laughs> earlier than, uh, what did she say, Joseph? I think she's making you wait way too long. I know. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's in charge. Whatever she says, that's what we do. Just so you know. Yeah, and you're right. I'm I'm one of those. If you tell me what to do, I'll, I'll ask you. Can I do more? And if you say no, then I won't. I won't push you on it. I'll I'll do what you say. It's a conveyor belt. It was, you know, listen, no one has ever, ever in the history of podcast producing tried to take 40 something people through a program. It's a one-on-one deal. We're the only ones ever. And so we want to do it really right and really well so that we have success so that we can streamline it and and then grow it. But yes, yes, this is why there are rules. (laughs) But thank you from the bottom of my heart so much. We love you. Go eat your dinner and a big hug to your son. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Let's unmute ourselves and give them a big, big fat thank you. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. We love you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you all. Oh, we love Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.